G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. This podcast is made available by Vision Christian Media, thanks to the generosity of our supporters. Your donation today means great podcasts like this remain available to help people look to God daily. Please make your donation today at vision.org.au. Sometimes we're doing well, and then we look at the wind, and we begin to sink. Like Peter, who walked on water until he focused on his situation, Pastor Greg Laurie says we need to look to Christ and not our crisis. We turn on the news, and it causes us to panic, and our hearts begin to sink. So I want to tell you what will get you through this storm, and it's not an it. It's a Him. It's Jesus. Keep your eyes on the Lord. This is the day when the lost are found. This is the day for a new beginning. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Again you hear all the angels are singing. This is the day, the day when life begins. As the sun sets on 2020, we're all hoping next year is a lot brighter. For some, it's hard to imagine it's getting much darker. But no matter how promising 2021 is, we'll all still encounter challenges. Still, it's important to remember that in the midst of those challenges, Jesus will walk right beside us. On A New Beginning Today, Pastor Greg Laurie launches a collection of the most requested messages of the past year. And to kick off the series, he offers God's answer to fear, worry and anxiety. a story about a little boy that was scared. He was in bed at night and he cried out, Daddy, Daddy, I'm scared. The father said, Son, go back to sleep. Everything's fine. Daddy, Daddy, he said, come to me. Come to me now in my room. And the father said, now, son, God is with you. And the little boy shot back, right now I need someone with skin on. (laughs) That's who Jesus is. Jesus is God with skin on. And in many ways I feel like we're in sort of a collective nightmare in America and indeed around the world. We're like scared little children and we need the light turned on and we need the comforting, reassuring words of our Father in heaven who is here with us. And here's what the Lord says to us in Isaiah 43 verse two. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. When the coronavirus is spreading, you will be protected. Oh wait, that's not in there. But it's implied, isn't it? Because God is bigger than what we're all facing right now. And here's a thought I want you to consider. The Christian is indestructible until God is done with them. You're gonna live as long as God wants you to live. There's an interesting passage in Mark 16, 18. It says they'll pick up snakes with their hands and if they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them at all. Now clearly this verse is not saying that we should have services where we hand rattlesnakes around as they've heard it done. That's crazy. That's not trusting the Lord. That's testing the Lord. But 
what I'm saying is you're gonna be around as long as God wants you around. So as God said to Abraham in Genesis 15:1, do not be afraid, I will protect you. And that's great for us to know. But then you ask the question, well Greg, what about that moment when death comes? Then death comes. But here's what the Bible says, to live is Christ or to die is gain. Or as another translation puts it, living means living for Christ and dying is even better. Listen, nobody wants to die, but we are all going to die. But the reality is, as a Christian, we don't even have to fear death itself because God is greater even than that. So listen, I wanna talk to you about how to deal with your fear, anxiety, and worry. And we all experience it, okay? I'm not exempt, nobody is. So let's read a story from the Bible, Matthew chapter 14. I'm gonna start at verse 22. Here's what we read. Immediately Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And then he went up into the mountain by himself to pray. You might underline those words. I'll come back to them. And when evening came, he was alone there, but the boat was in the middle of the sea tossed by the waves, so the wind was contrary. Now when the fourth watch of the night, by the way, that's the last part of the night, right before uh, the sun will rise, at the fourth watch of the night, Jesus came to them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled and said, it's a ghost. And they cried out for fear. Listen, that's us right now. We don't know where we are, but we're like in the middle of the sea, bobbing around. We don't know what's coming next. So what does Jesus do and say? We read that immediately Jesus said to them, be courageous and don't be afraid. Verse 28 of Matthew 14, and then Peter says, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come to you. Jesus said, come. And Peter got out of the boat, walked on the water to go to Jesus. But look at verse 30. I'll come back to this. You might underline it. When he saw that the wind was boisterous, that's a King James word, the wind was wild. He saw the wind was strong. He was afraid. And beginning to sink, he called out to Jesus saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said, oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? Then they got back in the boat. And they all said, truly, this is the Son of God. Here's a few takeaway points for you. Number one, Jesus is with you in your storm. And he's watching you in your storm. We read in verse 23, he went by himself to a mountain to pray. And Mark adds the detail in Mark 6, 48, commenting on the same story. When he saw the disciples straining at the oars because the wind was against them. So Jesus was watching them. And Jesus is watching you, not impassively, but with great interest and great concern. Though they lost sight of him, he never lost sight of them. I want you to know that Jesus is there for you. Jesus cares about you. And the Bible says that Jesus is interceding for you. Point number two, Jesus will come to us in our storms. In some ways, he comes to us in a way that maybe we notice more when we're in a storm. You know, when we have everything going on, the supermarket shelves are filled and, and uh, there's movies to go see and restaurants to go eat at and 
things to go to. It's great. But things are different right now. And, and we're saying, where's Jesus? He's right here. How did Jesus come to them? He walked on the water. You know, Jesus is God. That means he could do whatever he wants. He could have flown in. If I were Jesus, I would have never walked anywhere. I'd have flown everywhere. I'd have said to the disciples, we're going now to Jerusalem. And then I would say, and how I go, you do not know. What does that mean? I'll just meet you there. Don't worry about it. Then I would just flow in there and met him. Hey, how's it going? Jesus walked among us as a man. He ate food like we ate. He slept like we sleep. He felt human pain like we feel. He walked in our shoes. He lived our life. He died our death. But uh, he came to them on the waves to show him that the thing they feared, the wind and the sea, was only a staircase for him to come to them. I heard a minister say the other day, chaos is never the evidence of God's absence. It's the arena in which he moves. So we're in chaos right now, aren't we? And we're saying, God's gone. God's not gone. This is the arena in which he moves. This is the opportunity for the church to step into the vacuum and help people. Maybe you know somebody that's elderly, like me. And Maybe they need help. Maybe they need someone to go to the market for them. Maybe a neighbor needs a hand. You start talking to them. You start communicating. This is something we have not had before. It's a whole new time and a great opportunity for us to show the love of God. You're listening to A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie, the Senior Pastor of Harvest Christian Fellowship in Riverside, California, USA. And today is the start of the top 10 messages, the most requested of the last 12 months. And right now he's taking us to a moment when Jesus is approaching his disciples in the midst of a storm and walking on water. It's a message called God's answer to fear, worry and anxiety. Well, the disciples are terrified. They think it's a ghost. Why didn't they know it was Jesus? Answer, because they weren't looking for him. And a lot of times we miss Jesus, not because he's absent, but because we're not looking for him. Sometimes in storms, we'll become more aware of his presence. Job put it this way, Job 42.5, I've heard of you by the hearing of the ear, but now my eyes see you. So someone listening to me right now would say, yeah, I've heard about how God answers prayers, but now I see it. I've heard how God is close to people when they're facing hardship, but now I've personally experienced it. And you can experience that as well. So Peter says, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come. Jesus says, come. And Peter is walking on the water. Let's give credit where credit is due. Nobody else volunteered to do this. Not James and John. Nobody else. Just Peter. And the Lord did say, come. But then what happened? Matthew 14, 30, when he saw the wind was boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. See, sometimes we're doing well, and then we look at the wind, and we begin to sink. We turn on the news, hear the latest report, and it causes us to panic, and our hearts begin to sink. Peter sank because he was afraid. He sank because he took his eyes off Jesus. Because when fear reigns, faith is driven away. Fear and faith don't hang out together. Faith is either going to be there or fear is going to be there. But when one comes in, the other walks out. 
I heard a doctor say something I'd never heard before. He said, quote, courage uses the same pathways as fear, end quote. So you can make a choice. You can be afraid, that's easy. Or you can be courageous. And that's what Jesus told them to do, to be courageous. But Peter sank because he took his eyes off of Jesus. And when we get our eyes off of Jesus, we're going to sink. When we forget God's promises to us, we're going to sink. Uh, years ago, Jonathan was um, wanted to learn how to scuba dive. How old were you when that happened? Do you remember? I think I was, uh, I was like 10 or 11 years old. I was just at the age where I could legally go and learn how to scuba dive. Yeah, so we were on Maui. And I'm certified as a scuba diver. I was certified years ago, which means that I can dive when I want. I can go get tanks and such. But Jonathan wasn't certified, so we went through a training course all day long. And I said to the instructor, hey, when you guys go on the dive tomorrow, I'd like to go. He said, are you certified? I said, yes, I am. I have a PADI card, P-A-D-I, which means uh, I can get the tanks. And so, but what happened is the next day comes in, the weather went south and it, the boats were bobbing around and, and I thought, oh man, I don't want to go out there because I hadn't dove for a long time. And so the diver, dive instructor says, we're going to go. So we get on the boat and we go out and think about this. You're strapping on all this equipment. You have your BC vest, your inflatable vest. You have your very heavy scuba tanks. Uh, you have your regulator that you breathe through. You've got your fins, uh, a weight belt, and then you sit on the edge of a boat like this and you hold onto your mask and you fall backwards. That's the last thing you want to do when you're strapping on all that weight. And, and we went in the water and we start to breathe and I started to freak out. I was scared. And I looked over at Jonathan. His eyes were as big as saucers. He was terrified. And I didn't want him to see. I was scared because I'm certified and I have a patty card. So... I was really scared and I looked over at the instructor who turned to Jonathan and he said, Jonathan, look at me. And Jonathan looked at him and I'm looking at him too. And he said these words to Jonathan, remember your training. And Jonathan remembered, started to breathe. We went below the surface and everything was fine. So in the same way we start to panic in this storm, Jesus would effectively say, look at me. Look at me. Don't look at the wind. Don't look at the circumstances. Look at me and remember your training. Remember what you've learned in the Word of God. So what did Peter do as he began to sink? He called out to Jesus. Folks, if ever I've seen a wake-up call for America, I think we're seeing it right now. He's allowed this to happen. We don't know why. But America, Christian, it's time to pray. I'm not talking about a laid back casual prayer. I'm talking about a fervent storm the gates of heaven type of prayer that calls out to God in desperation and urgency. We need God in America and we need God to intervene and turn back an invisible enemy. We need to pray for our scientists. We need to pray for our president, his task force, and all the others that are working tirelessly to help us through this national crisis. Call on the Lord. Here's what God says. Call on me and I will show you great and mighty things that you don't know. Here's another verse, a familiar one, but boy does it fit right now. Second Chronicles 7:14. The Lord says, if my people, which are called by my name, listen now, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face 
and turn from their wicked ways. Those are the conditions. Now here comes a promise. God says, that I will hear from heaven, I will forgive their sin, and I'll heal their land. It's time to pray. It's time to turn from your sins too and call out to the Lord. Peter started to sink. What do we read? We read immediately Jesus reached out and grabbed him. I'm talking to somebody now that needs to call out to the Lord. Somebody who is not sure that their sin is forgiven. You know, if you're not a believer right now, you can't do all the stuff you normally do, can you? You're, you're alone. And some of you are very scared. But I want you to know something. God loves you. And God wants a relationship with you. And God isn't mad at you. God wants to show to you the wonderful plan he has for your life. Jesus Christ came to this earth, as I said earlier. He walked among us as a man. He breathed our air. He lived our life. And then he died our death. And then he rose again from the dead. And now he is ready to forgive you of your sin no matter what you've done. But you have to admit you're a sinner. You have to say, Lord, I know I've broken your commandments. I know I've fallen short of your standards, and Lord, I'm sorry. And then you must receive Jesus into your life. Becoming a Christian is not just reading a Bible. It's not just saying religious things. It's actually having Christ come and live inside of you. And here's my question to you as I close. Is Jesus living in your life right now? You might say, well, I'm not sure. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. If a family moved into your house in the middle of the night, and we're cooking things in the early hours of the morning, do you think you would know? Of course you would. I'm not suggesting God is like that. I'm just saying if someone moved into your house, you would know. If Jesus is living inside of you, you will know. Let me flip that around. If you don't know that he's living inside of you, maybe it's because he isn't. You see, you're not born a Christian. You have to be born again, Jesus said. Being raised in a Christian family doesn't do it. Going to a church doesn't do it. You have to say, Lord, I'm a sinner. I believe you're the Savior. And I ask you to come into my life right now and forgive me of all of my sin. He'll do that for you. And I think I'm talking to some prodigals out there right now. You haven't been to church for a while now, have you? But the good news is church has come to you. And even more, Jesus is here ready to come into your life, ready to forgive you. So prodigal sons and daughters, why don't you come on home? God isn't mad at you. God is mad about you. And God loves you. And God will accept you as you are if you will come to him and ask his forgiveness. So if you would like Jesus Christ to come into your life, if you would like to be forgiven of your sin, if you would like to know with certainty that you will go to heaven when you die, then pray this prayer with me right now. Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner, but I know that you're the Savior who died on the cross for my sin and rose again from the dead. Jesus, come into my life. I call out to you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Pastor Greg Laurie with an important prayer with those making a change in their relationship with the Lord today. 
And if you were amongst those who've just prayed with Pastor Greg and made that decision for Christ, we'd love to offer you some help, a resource that'll help answer some questions about your decision. We call it our New Believers Growth Packet. It's a great way to get started living as a Christian. We'll be glad to send it to you free of any charge or obligation. It'll help answer some of the questions you might have and help you build a solid foundation for your faith. Just ask for the New Believers Growth Packet when you contact us on one 800 0 Well, tomorrow on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg will share even more insight on how we can chart a course for a worry-free life in 2021. Sounds good, doesn't it? More from the best of series of the most requested messages tomorrow as we continue God's answer to fear, worry and anxiety. Same time tomorrow. Now, for a copy of Pastor Greg's full message from today, get in touch with Vision Christian Store. It was called God's Answer to Fear, Worry and Anxiety. Just go to visionstore.org.au or call 1-800-00-5011. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.